Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the United States Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. My name is Joe Marchalina. Joining me again, as we always uh, always do when we talk about lacrosse, Dairyfield AD and Boys Lacrosse Head Coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are you today? I'm falling out, Joe. It's, uh, you were out there. You were out there with us. I was. We just got done with uh, with a scrimmage, and um, you know, we we said it two. What did we say two weeks ago? We said we're going to be complaining about how cold it is, and then we're going to be complaining about how hot it is. And, and look at that forecast. Yeah, for yeah, it's uh, it's a thing of beauty. Uh, what. 60s at least all week, 80s maybe by the end of the week. I was gonna say for a reporter, maybe a thing of beauty. I don't know about I don't know about the kids uh, out it's there. It's gonna playing. be yeah, it's gonna be, be tough. Shock. It's gonna be tough on your guys next week. Good thing yeah, uh, good thing you're gonna be at home on that uh, that Friday game in your white unis. <laughs> but it's good to be out here, Joe. It's uh, another week, another week in the books, and uh, excited to be back with you yeah. talking uh, Division Three lacrosse this week. Yeah, if, uh, of course, we uh, we record the podcast Wednesdays, and they are posted every Thursday morning at nh-highschoolsports.com. You can listen to it there or wherever you get your podcasts, now including Spotify and Odyssey. Just go in and search uh, Ninth State Sports Show. It should come right up for you. You can listen to new episodes. Go back and listen to old ones, too, if you're, uh, if you're brave enough. Uh, don't forget to also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at nhhsports. Yeah, as always, you can send feedback or questions by sending a message to one of those accounts or by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com. Now let me take a moment to tell you about our sponsor. The Ninth State Sports Show is sponsored by Prolax Customs Lacrosse. Prolax Custom Lacrosse is the place to go in southern New Hampshire for professional stick stringing and custom-dyed lacrosse heads. Prolax Customs has access to every major brand of lacrosse head and mesh, including ECD, String King, and even the new armor mesh. And goalies, if you're looking for an upgraded pocket or a brand new stick, Prolax Customs is the place to go. You can find them online at prolaxcustoms.com, follow them on Instagram or Facebook, or send an email to prolaxlacrosse at gmail.com. I, I saw your, your your eyebrows go up there when I goalie, when read that. Goalie, I, really, I like that. I'm always, always goalie, <laughs> new goalie pockets. Uh, Joe's done a few for us. Great channels. They throw. They throw really nice. Yeah, I highly recommend uh, get those. Get those goalie sticks in. Yeah. Nothing worse than have a goalie playing with a tennis racket out there. <laughs> that seems like it would be. Uh, yeah, wouldn't be advantageous. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you'd like to be a sponsor for the podcast or anything else that we do at nh-highschoolsports.com, like the coaches poll, uh, preseason polls will be out on Monday. By the way, uh, all state teams. The watch list also coming out this weekend. It's gonna be a lot of stuff on the website if if you're uh, looking for something to do over. I know it's uh, Easter weekend for some folks. Passover, I think, start what started today for for uh, for others. So you got your holidays need to get away from the family a little bit. You can uh, you can jump off and check out. A little bit of an Easter out, egg yeah. on your website. Yeah, there there are all kinds of goodies to look Absolutely. for. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So if you, if you want to sponsor any of that stuff, please send an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail dot com. All right, we are uh, we are in week three of our previews, uh, which means we are going to preview Division Three uh, boys lacrosse this week. And as we've been doing throughout the preseason, we've uh, we put together some questions, uh, some burning questions about about Division Three lacrosse. What is really really on our minds, and what it, what has us thinking uh, as we approach the start of uh, of the season? Uh, of course, there's some some changes to the division. Uh, again, the start of a new cycle. You've got uh, Bo and Co Brown who are back in Division Three, or I should say, Co Brown's back in Division Three. Bo in Division Three after being in Division Two for, you know, I think forever for the entirety of the program's history. Uh, but both programs naturally, I guess you would say, in Division Three, neither one petitioning down, just in their 
uh, based off their enrollment size. And returning pretty good rosters. We'll get into that in a little bit, but definitely teams that uh, will – you know, I don't think they're going to catch anybody's by surprise. All the all the D3 coaches I've talking to are saying, we, we, we're, we're, <laughs> we're happy the division's expanded, but we're not so happy that maybe these guys are going to be really good this year. We don't know anything about these teams other than that they look like they're going to yeah, be really be good. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to start uh, with the first question, and like we've done with the first uh, – with Division One, Division Two, we started with the defending champs. So our first question will be about Laconia, last year's Division Three champs. Uh, looking at their their roster this year, this is the thing about everybody else in Division Three. All the te- the teams that were at the top last year, feels like they've lost a lot, uh, or or a decent amount. Laconia this year has one senior on the roster. A lot of new names, a lot of new places. What do the Sachems have to do to repeat as champs this year? Well, I, I think I think they can. You, I think your original question was, you know, can can the Sachems repeat, right? And and I think I I think they can because of the culture that they've built, right? You know, another team we're going to talk about soon, Hopkinson, right? That's had year after year success. Um, you know, Coach McDonough has built uh, a great program up there in terms of, you know, year after year, guys. They don't necessarily they graduate guys, but they have kids underneath that have that have learned the culture, they've learned the program, and they're ready to step into roles. So. You know, that's happened with our program. It's happened with Hopkins and other programs where, you know, the, the kids are watching and learning underneath and they're ready just to step into those roles next year. Um, you know, I know Coach is really high on, on Carson Tucker, uh, J.P. Harriman, Brody Rollins, and, and Ke- uh, Keaton Beck, all juniors on that team. So how much time they got as sophomores, you know, they don't know. But, like, that's a pretty good core of four guys right there on the offensive side all ready to step in for them. Tucker and, and Harriman, I feel like, got uh, a decent amount of, of, of time, uh, especially in the championship game. Tucker might have even had a goal or two, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. That was a long time ago, so I'm, I got I to gotta freshen up on all that. Definitely uh, last names that I remember from last year. Sure, though, absolutely. Sure. Uh, Keaton Beck, um, I, I, don't, you know, I don't know how much Laconia football or basketball you follow, but he is uh, a very large guy, um, they, you know, kind of their, their post player in basketball. Um, you know, on, on, I'm assuming, you know, we've got him listed as midfield or attack, assuming on attack, if, you know, if he's a guy that gets the ball kind of down low, um, it's, it's going to be really hard to defend him. I want to say he's like six, five, six, six. I might be selling him short there a little bit too. Um, t- a matchup nightmare, I got to think. Um, the one senior coming back, you got Cody Newman on defense um, to lead that side of the ball. The guy who's probably going to have the biggest shoes to fill um Stephen Mingo Timmons uh, is going to step in at goal for for Cam Harriman. Um, Obviously, had a good you know a, a, a good player to look up to last year. Probably learned a lot about the game uh, from them, you know. And, and you know, I, I'm sure Cam. I'm sure Cam left him in in good shape. Coming oh, sure. Into the season. Well, and and I like uh, coaches. Uh, Coach McDonough's note in here too about uh, Cam Harriman, who's uh, playing down at Liberty right now. Who is uh, one of the many teams I think getting. Uh, first place votes in the in the um, MCLA yeah poll yeah. yeah so good for him uh, glad to see uh, him getting some action down there um, you know it looks like it's a, it's it, I guess to answer the question they're going to need a lot of young guys to step up right away so maybe it's a thing where you just try to have the best season that you can but with so many guys returning I mean you got to think in the back of your mind too whatever we do this year is gravy and next year is the right. year that, that we're right. gonna I mean if you get you know again I'm sure they have other seniors but they have one senior that you're sort of wide and like you know is gonna step up yeah it, it, it uh you know exactly get into the playoffs see what you can do this year make a run at it and um you know again there's no reason the system's in place the culture's in place they will I I still think they're 
maybe they're not the preseason favorite, but they're but they're in that mix of, of teams that can make a run at it this year. The team they beat in the final, Hopkinton, um, has turned into a perennial favorite in the division. The la- you know since Deacon Blues come in as the head coach, I mean, coaching stability is huge. And yeah, you have Deacon there for a long time. He he's he knows lacrosse. He's active in the youth program again culture system everything's in place guys kind of know their roles they're watching guys that you know are ahead of them this year and then they step into those roles next year um again in town you see a lot of the same last names starting to turn over a little bit now but you know they're similar last names there so it's a family you know it becomes a community and a family thing and um you know again i, I don't see any reason why hopkinson can't be in that mix again this year absolutely as well. yeah that's a, kind of the question with them is right is i that those are the two things i was thinking you know you mentioned the names and this may be the first year where there's a lot of last names that don't look familiar. You know, a lot of the siblings, you know, that have been coming through are, are, are graduated. Um, you know, how do they kind of stay at that top? And I think it starts with a, with a guy that, that we are familiar with and in, in, in Stephen Reedy. Yep. Um, you know, who, who uh, going back to that championship game, um, most of Laconia's offensive game plan was to whoever Reedy was, was guarding was to just – keep him away, you know, move away from the offense and, and plays basically play five on five because he's just that good. He's you, you give his man the ball and the, the, he's probably not hanging on to it very long. Yeah. I mean, so to have, to have that kind of take, you know, in, in, in division three, traditionally, you know, I, I think a lot of teams, um, you know, they're starting to get to a point where they have all 10 guys out there that can handle it. But most teams have one guy that they're kind of relying on that they're a go-to guy. And to have a guy that can kind of take that away and be a neutralizer is definitely huge in, in Division Three. So having Steven back is, is a huge, you know, uh, you know, sort of cornerstone for them to build around. Um, and, and the cupboard's not bare. I mean, Coach lists a lot of other guys, Lincoln Wilson, uh, Nick Martell, Patrick Buss, Cam Bassett, Avery Condon. I mean, they're they, they've got guys ready to go. So I, I think they again with with Laconia, uh, I, I think they'll be, you know, contending for that division division four or division three final four again this year. You know, the big uh, the big question mark, I guess, is probably going to be in goal. Um, you know, where they lost uh, Eli Standifer, who was uh, just I believe uh, he's a, is he keen? I think he's a think keen so. Yeah, this year. yeah. Yep. Um, but I mean, you know, we're we're just a. a, a great goalie an interesting goalie if you ever saw him play too because he was taller than the goal um, built like a linebacker and built like a linebacker and was all would get all over the place was was diving for shots like for a guy Very that accurate. size yep. he moved incredibly well um you know gonna be a hard guy for them to replace but uh, you know I, I i if there's anybody that we we'd look at and say they're gonna have find somebody i would i would assume Hopkinton is and going back to to Reedy it's, he's another guy in a, in a line of guys that I feel like that they just have they they grow these defensive guys on trees um you know how many other guys like every year they, they have a guy in the mix yeah. for defensive player of the year absolutely you know yeah it's crazy super athletic able to extend out get out on hands yeah yeah all right well, question number three uh we'll go to Campbell um who was last year's number one seed undefeated going into the playoffs before they got upset by Laconia in the semifinals, one of the most or the the most successful year in the program's history, but they were a very senior heavy offense. Those guys are gone, but they've got a lot of experience on defense. Campbell's going to have to be probably a bit more of a defensive minded team this year, right? 
it, it feels like Coach Knight's team is being overlooked a little bit, and I think it's because of so many of the big names that graduated last year. But what have we talked about the last couple of weeks, right? Goaltending and faceoffs. And, I mean, if you start with this team with that, right, you've got Lucas Craig facing off. You've got Ryan Garrett in goal. Th those two pieces alone are going to allow you to, you know, be in most games that they play this year. Yeah, I agree with you. I think maybe they got to be a little bit more defensive-minded first. Maybe you're scoring a lot of your goals early season in transition. Um, but you know they're going to be well-coached. The Coach Knight team is always well-coached. It's going to be an offense that's probably going to develop over time. And, you know, again, another team that the last couple of years they've kind of built a culture and a system that hopefully the kids underneath have been watching and they're able to step into there. Um, you know, he does have um, Andrew Willinus down on attack. He was first-team All-State as a sophomore last year, had 62 points. I think they're going to be better than a lot of people think they're going to be. I, I mean, think, you got a, yeah. chance, you got a yeah, chance to watch I, them the other night, right? I watched them scrimmage uh, Nashua South on Tuesday. Um, and you know what stood out to me was was the the defense. You know, you mentioned Ryan Garrett and goal, um, who's really for them. I mean, as a, he's now a three year starter. They, you know, Coach Knight had said said to me last night or Tuesday night that he's like an, having an, another coach out there on the field. Um, Jackson Canale on defense, who's um, you know been at LSM the last couple of years and moving to close defense just because they need guys to play there. I mean, he's a senior as well, really. Um, you know, and that's the thing, too, is their guys on defense. And then you look at Nick Hirschberger, who's a sophomore, um, you know, and then his twin brother, Scott, who's going to be at LSM this year. You know, they're both. From SSDM, yeah, he's putting a right, ball in his hand right. this year. Uh, those two guys, those three guys are all big, physical. They're football guys. They're going to be, again, really tough for, for other teams to kind of find space and, and be able to, to muscle around those guys. Yeah, and I mean, it, in any level, if you play good defense, if you're able to play good defense, you can keep the score down, and you you're you know crafty in transition, and you're you're timely, and you're able to you're able to get those goals. You're gonna you're gonna win a lot of games. Um, so yeah, I, I think Coach Knight's team is is a team that shouldn't be overlooked for this season. All right, well let's uh, let's turn to one of those uh, new programs to the division. Uh, Bo, they were what one of the more storied programs in D two um, went at the start of. Of D two, but kind of I been a look back, but I think they won three straight Division two championships twice. I think the early two thousands and the right. mid two thousands, they they've done it there. So they yeah they've they've definitely been one of the and even even when Bedford was in the division and some of those other teams came through, they were always perennial at Final Four team for a long time there. Uh, we haven't talked about them like that for I feel like the majority of the time we've been doing the podcast, they've been kind of. You know, we've seen them kind of drop a little bit. Obviously, moving down to or having a rough year last year in D two, moving down to D three this year. You know what's ironic, Joe, is it, it was about the time that their current coach, Coach Calkins, was graduating from. Uh, was really the last time we kind of really talked about them being a, a, a perennial Final Four team battling. I remember it was the year before we moved to Division two. They nearly took Bedford down. They took I, I want to say it was like a four three like overtime or double overtime game, where they they nearly they nearly knocked them off. And then that group graduated, and now Coach Hawkins is back there, bringing a little bit of the magic back to the program there. So to answer your question, Bo, uh, from two thousand two to two thousand four, won three championships in okay. a row. They went to the final loss to St. Thomas in 07, Turned around from oh eight to two thousand ten, won three in a row. 
uh, again, and with that third one being against a one-goal win over Bedford. And I want to say that, that was with uh, current Pinkerton coach Steve Gaudreau. I think he was the I think he was the head coach at the time in the, the second run that they had there. Yeah. All right. Well, as you said, they've got a new coach this year. They're in a new division. A lot of guys returning. Are they have is the label of contender back with Bo this year? I I think it's well I you know I I don't think they want it because I think you know just coming in there right you don't want a target on your back right away especially a program that didn't win a lot of games last year uh, you know is is building there's good momentum there right it's never, you, you don't want to come in and automatically be but there's a good reason why people are looking at them I mean the the McCabe brothers Gavin and Ryan like they are going to be two really really good players regardless of division um, you know they're going to step in right away and, and turn some heads. And there aren't going to be – it's going to be tough to stop those two guys. They're skilled. They're fast. Um, I think – did you – you got to see them on the football field a little bit, didn't you, this year? Oh, no, I didn't. I, I – no, I – They've been – yeah, they've been you, – you didn't see I did – I mean, well, I did the, the wrestling – got yeah, to see it to see wrestling up close and, and personal. Um, yeah. But I'm not – Very good um, football players, um, you know, good ath- good overall athletes. Um, you know, I, I think there there's – I don't know if Bo will be – I think they can make. I think they can make a run at the final four this year. It would not shock me at all. And um, you know, but it's a younger team that is is heading in the right direction. They've got some incoming freshmen uh, that are really good. I I want their middle school team was one of the top in the tri counties last year. Um, so some of those kids are coming in and uh, are going to make impacts right away. Um, yeah, you mentioned the the McKay brothers. Um, own seniors, Owen Walton and Ben Baruby are going to be there. Other cap that the flows for yep. will be captains for them. Um, you know, Baruby on attack, Walton on on at a uh, SSDM. Um, Sam and Will Bennett, those were the two kids that I that I was missing there. That uh, you know, I, I got to watch them on the middle school scene last year, and and I they will they will definitely they will make an impact right away for Fre- those guys. Freshman midfielders, twins uh, yep. as well. And then uh, freshman goalie and, and Brad Ekstrom, uh, who's, uh, you know, coach says that he's um, earned the trust from from his teammates, uh, which is great. You know, when you got a young guy coming in like that, that's that's a huge confidence booster. Boats well for the future, yeah, too. And, I mean, you and, don't have to worry about that position for the yeah, next four years. Yeah, having that many guys around him, too, is certainly certainly got to help. I remember that last name, too. I feel like there was a brother that might have been in the program with that last name, too. I'll have to, I'll have to look back on that. So... Um, but yeah, the future future looks pretty bright there for Bo. Uh, like I said, Co Brown also um, back in D three after a couple years up in D two. You know, it felt like they were always right on the the cusp of that playoff line in D two. I know, I think they got in a couple of times. Were have been close in other years. Um, they've got twelve seniors back this year and a lot of other returning names. And I and I'm I guess that's why. <laughs> yeah, like you said at the beginning, a lot of teams are looking at them as a, a team to watch out for. Yeah, I think I think um, this is a team that reminds me a little bit of like Timberlane's experience when Timberlane went up to Division One for a few years, right? Got battle tested up in Division One. Cole Brown got battle tested up in Division Two. Uh, you know, a little more learned to be a little bit more physical, developed more depth, and they're coming in with you know. And this is why I think um, I would put a little bit more stock this year in Cole Brown over Bo having a legitimate shot to, to win the title in Division Three because they have the depth and they have so many kids that did return from last year that, you know, were able to make a run in, in Division Two last year. Um, you know, so, I yeah, I, I think – I mean, do you, any reason you don't think that they would be, you know, a contender? 
I mean, just I, no. You look at all the <laughs> you the, look at the returning the name, contributors. Yeah, they yeah. got guys at every position coming back. When when you know when there are so many so many other teams that have been at the top of Division three that that have so many it feels like question marks or, you know or just unknowns at this point in the year. Yeah, a team like Cole Brown that was returning that many guys, you gotta you gotta throw them up at the top. Yeah, they return they return their face off midfielder Ryan Roller. Um, you know the the one question they had, you know, they have a first year goaltender coming in and Jack Madsen. You know that's that that's probably the linchpin to the whole thing. Like if he can step up and play well, um, you know, not to put pressure on Jack, but um, you know that I would say looking at the list of all the guys they have coming back this year. You know that piece if they can, you know, and maybe maybe with the strong defense around them, you know, they can they can limit that in faceoffs. They'll be they'll be in good shape. Um, but that that'll be the that'll be the thing for me to keep an eye on this year is how is goalie played for them because I think they're going to score. You know, um, looking at all those guys that got coming back, Connor Joy, um, Landon Ref, Refiel. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's right. Uh, um, you know, Drew Drew Clinch and, and Aiden yep. Lindsay going to serve as captains. Uh, both guys that are going on to play in college next year. Um, He's got a lot of guys that are yeah. playing club um, and hooligans and four leaf and tomahawks and things like that. So, um, coach, coach's cupboard is is pretty stocked right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's um. It's an overwhelming amount of guys in some in some ways. Just to, you know, because you look at all these, look at who they've got coming back, and it's um, you know, and and then guys that they're they're pretty high on as well. Uh, it's a long list, and and definitely interested to see. He's got a lot of guys expected to step up listed there. It's going to be interesting, to coach, how he manages game time there. I was <laughs> I was struggling to get all my guys in in the, in the scrimmage today. That's a that's a lot of that's yeah. a lot of guys he's expecting to step up there. <laughs> uh, so uh, looking around the uh, the landscape again, um, you know we've we've got um, you know a team in Plymouth that's up north that we don't get to see as much as we'd like. And I would I would go out on a limb and say that that last year's uh, starting goalie Jake Marco was the the best goalie in New Hampshire boys lacrosse that no one ever saw uh, unless it was on his high, the highlight film um, that we got to see from uh, for once in a while. You said that now twice with two goalies that we've never gotten to say. We, we... I well so I so I said I said um, I think the first one was one that we don't talk about enough. Yes, no, Jake, I'm, we talk about yeah. like we I remember we talking about him, but but I. I for we my liking, watch, I didn't, didn't get, get to get see to him watch. enough. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's you know, if you're if you're the Bobcats, I mean, that's got to be your biggest question this year. Right? Is how in the world do you replace him? Yep. Well, I mean, luckily he coach has listed. He he has Robert Thorne listed as a goaltender as a sophomore. So you assume he would have been on the roster last year. Got an opportunity to work with Jake, you know, and I'm sure has been you know coached throughout the year here. So I think they'll be in good shape there. Um, you know, uh, uh, Mark, your brother, Brendan, you know, coming back on attack there will be helpful to get them there. They've got, uh, uh, Caden Sanborn, Matt Clary on defense there as captains this year. Um, all those guys will step up. It looks like he's got a healthy list of seniors. Uh, the, the, and, you know, every year when we play plant big physical kids, athletes out there, I, I don't expect it to be any different. Um, you know, depending on how things come together, I, I don't see them not being a top eight team, and, and they could definitely be one of those teams that, that are making a run for a final yeah. four there. You know, having having Brendan back, who, who's yep. a year younger than, than Jake, um, you know, that's a that's a big boost for them just because he's, you know, as good as, as Jake was as a goalie, I think Brendan, in, in terms of his ability to score, 
And teams uh, knew, too. Yeah. It's not like he snuck up right. on teams. He was on everybody's scouting report last year. Right. He still produced. So And, and they've, it looks like they've got guys at every single level yeah. um, that, that are coming back, that are returning. So that's that's kind of big, too. And, and, and you know, not it maybe kind of helps you work some things out, you know, early in the season so that you're not um, – you're not putting anybody in a bad spot. So that's – I guess that's how they'd probably do it is just by balancing things out a little bit more. Um, moving on to uh, to Trinity, um, I think the last couple of years we've talked about their goalie tandems. They always seem to have a couple of goalies that are – you know, that split time, that are both really good, could be starters, you know, for, for any anybody in, in, in the division. Uh, but I was interested to see that, that this year – one of those goalies, uh, Nick Nick Guerra, am I saying yep. that right? Is going to be playing on defense, moving to defense, yeah, yeah, and which leaves Chase Hunt as you know the the regular starting goalie. How tough of is a trans of a transition is that for a guy who, you know, I don't know how familiar he is playing that position. Obviously, he knows obviously how to play very, defense. Obviously, yeah. must be a very good athlete. Yeah, um, his obviously, you know, you don't you don't just throw a pole in a kid's hand if they if they don't have good stick skills too. Um, but I, I don't know if you remember in, in 2021, we had a, we had three goalies, right. right. And, and we had, you know, you say only one goalie plays on the field. So we did the same thing, gave the other guys poles. They were able to go out there and play pole or short stick. And, um, if you're a good athlete, that's, it, it's not as hard of a transition as you, as you think it is. Um, you know, if you play other sports, if you play basketball, if you play soccer, right. If you're playing defense, it's, it's angles, it's footwork, um, you know, as a goalie, footwork is is already something that you work on every day at practice. There, so uh, Nick's a good athlete, and I, I think um, I think that's a it's a good move for them um, with, with Chase having the season that he did last year and uh, being able to you know not have to worry about that position um, and being able to add some depth to your defense is a smart move by coach. You know, and I think it's it was one that they really needed losing. Um, you know, the last couple of years they've lost some really good. Guys on defense, I think, you know, last year being um, Matt Micheletti, uh, you know, who graduated, was very was a couple-year starter for them uh, defensively. Um, you know, but looking at – I know they were – I feel like they might have been a little bit behind on offense at times last year. I know when I saw them, the couple games I saw them, they were they were lower scoring. Um, but it looks like they got a pair of guys back at a, attack in, uh, in Tyler Manning and, and Drew Overy that are, are going to be – um, you know, pretty solid for them both with um, – sorry, I lost my uh, – Manning with 31 goals there, over with 49 points for them. Um, two guys that can, can find the back of the net. Yep, and then, you know, Lucas Bender and, and Colton Gooden are expected to make, uh, you know, more impact on offense than, than they have in the past there. I still think it's going to be a team that's going to rely on defense. Um, honestly, if I had a kid like Chase, it wouldn't, wouldn't shock me at all if they, you know, worked on a really good zone – Right. And like you said, keep the keep that score down, try and score in transition. Um, you know, I, I think it's a team that's going to frustrate a lot of other teams to play. Um, you know, when you have a goalie as good as Chase, if you can buy into playing really good defense around him and just say, look, we're not going to win games 15 to you know 10. We're going to have to win games you know, seven to six, nine, nine, eight, like three, you know, three to two and triple three to overtime, two and triple was, overtime uh, right? That's you not know? one I'm not going to soon forget. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's, that's an unbelievable, unbelievable game from last year. I'm sorry. I missed that one. I no, think. you're not. 
<laughs> Are you kidding me? You know, a guy who appreciates goaltending that many. How many say like I can't what, re- I, that I don't like, remember. Was it, like it was plus? it was something like that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Well, you know, if it had been a four o'clock game, I might feel differently. It was a I want to say like a seven o'clock game. It was a night game one. on like a like a chilly night in like early May. All right. Maybe I'm not upset that I missed that one. But By still, the time it got to overtime, I was a little I was a little I'm cold. always appreciative yeah. of good goaltending. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, this next question should be uh, should be pretty fresh on your mind, uh, seeing as how you guys just scrimmage them. But you know, after a couple of years um, that are, I guess you would call down years by their standards, uh, is Pelham kind of the the dark horse team in D three this year? Yeah, I really like what I saw today. They were they were very well coached. They were disciplined. Um, it's a team that offensively is going to continue to get better and better all season long. Um, Jacob Chafee and, and, and Net for them uh, as a freshman is going to be a huge impact. Incredible ball stopper. Um, you know, I was impressed. He, he handled the ball really well today in the clearing game. Um, you know, I think that's going to be a big thing for them. Um, freshman faceoff specialist Matthew Sprague. Um, you know, there, there's two freshmen right there that are going to be instant impacts for these guys um, that are, that are going to help them throughout the season as they gain more experience and more confidence. They didn't look like freshmen today. They played well, um, and then they, they've got a lot of guys coming back. Um, Cam Cook is a junior at the midfield. Memphis Patterson is another junior at the midfield. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a physical team that's playing smart. And I think that should scare a lot of I think that should scare a lot of teams that they go up against this year. Yeah, you mentioned Patterson too, and, and according to you know the notes here, he's um, you know played defense last year. But that they have enough, you know, they have enough guys that they feel comfortable moving him up to midfield to get into the offensive end a little bit more because of just his skills on offense, particularly his, his he's shooting. He's going to be ability. a matchup problem for a lot of. He's a big boy. Uh, he was tough. He was tough to move today. So, and he does have a rocket of a shot. So, um, you know, I think I think he's a team that you know he's a kid that, yeah, he might have been a second team All State defenseman last year, but he might be a second team All State midfielder this year as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cam Cody, another guy switching positions. Um, Cam Clermont back in midfield. Uh, Colby Meehan at attack as well. You know, it's kind of, I, I guess that's part of, um, you know, as you as you get through, as a, you know, into multiple years as a coach, right? Coach um, Johnson being in his second year with this group, kind of getting to know them a little bit better and being able to move guys around, know where they, they fit better. You, you could see the kids really are buying into what Coach Johnson, his son uh, Drew, and, and uh, Joe Costa, another player who played for me at Derry Field. Those guys are all are, – they're bringing a, a depth and wealth of knowledge, and the kids are, kids are really buying into everything that they're saying. Um, I was just impressed with their organization today. Um, their rides and clears were, were really good. They had some good sets man up. Uh, they played well man down. Um, it's, it's definitely a team. And, again, they, they, they don't, they're one of those teams that doesn't have turf, right, so it's, it's a little bit harder for them to get out there and get started. As the season gets rolling and they get more, more consistency outside, um, they're, gonna be, they're definitely going to be a team come playoff time that you're probably not going to want to play. All right. Well, if Pelham's not the dark horse team, I think maybe the other team. I think Pelham be, is a dark horse. Is team. the dark horse team? Could Bishop Brady also be I a dark horse can. team as well in Division Three? I I think this has been one of the years they've kind of been waiting for, right? They've been kind of you know, uh, coach's big thing on on social media, right? Uh, you know, the foundation, right? right? Yep. I think the foundation has arrived, right? And I, now I think it's it's how they built on that. Um, you know, again. Face-offs, Tucker Townsend, you know, facing off there. 
Uh, I, off the top of my head, I don't remember where he's committed, but I know he's committed to play play in college next year. Um, you know, so that's going to be huge there. Nathan Nelson as a senior midfielder. Um, you know, their their defense is going to is going to be good. Evan Dow, Braden uh, Braden Murphy as a senior in, in goal. Um, you know, I I think his his experience throughout the year, um, you know, increases. They'll be better there. Coach's son Josh Lamparelli um, on defense as a junior. All those guys are, are going to be huge for them this year. Sorry, I was trying to find an answer to your question there, and and uh, it's not. Uh, I wasn't able to Sorry, find Tucker. it. Sorry, Tucker. We'll, we'll give you a shot. I, th- I want to say it's NEC. Uh, it, it could be. I don't want to say it for sure. I, but um, you know, I, he's been he's been working at the craft for a long time. I expect him to be one of the better faceoff guys in the division this year. And again, going to give coach the ability to kind of um, you know control the flow of the game. UNE, that's what it is. I was, I had my, yeah, letters and and uh, some of them mixed up and incorrect. Um, and now and Nelson, I believe too, is uh, is also going to play uh, in in at the next level um, as well. Yeah, I got to see a little bit of them um, last Saturday at the Oyster River Jamboree uh, against Oyster River. Um, you know, I mean, it, it it's like you said about Pelham. You know, they they look a little bit like a team that that hasn't been able to really get on a field all that much they've been posting a lot of pictures in social media they've been making the best use of the space that they have available to them they've been inside in in gyms they've been in parking lots and stuff like that and so again team that you know early on weather the storm right get through that first part of your season and continue to uh you know just continue to have the trend line be going up throughout the season there yeah and and i was going back to to tucker too i mean he um yeah i thought he held his own in that uh on face-ups like off against uh sam gilmet from from oyster river um, you know, I think for, for the time that I was there for the amount of score, you know, it wasn't a ton of scoring and face offs in that, but, um, seemed like he was holding his own there played a little bit. I want to, I want to say, I thought I saw this right. Maybe my eyes were deceiving me, but I thought I saw him with a, a pole at one point, uh, after, you know, switching out on a, on a face off. He's a very good athlete. Um, I yeah. mean, it's, you know, if you can, if you got the depth to do it, there's no reason why, uh, you know, get him out on the field, right? If he's one of your better lacrosse players, don't just limit him to taking face offs. Yeah. But really nice, you know, that that's a program that has, um, you know, was a playoff team. I want to say five, six years ago, um, kind of hit, hit a bump, um, with some coaching changes, um, just trying to get players in and out. And, and it's another, I think a tough situation there just with, you know, you, you bring guy you, you bring guys, some guys in one year and you maybe don't know if they're going to be back the next year. So it's, you know, to see that there's some consistency there now is, uh, is a huge. Yeah, no, I mean, coach is going to do a good job. Again, we talked early in the show about, you know, programs establishing a culture and a system and things like that. And coach Lamparelli has been huge in trying to develop that and, and get the kids to know that, look, year after year, you can depend on, uh, you can depend on the coaching staff. You can depend on the system and in the guys that are the guys that are teaching the culture of the program. There, they've bought in. They've bought into that. So I I think this has been you know the next two years of kind of what they've been building for, and um, so I'm excited. You know I'm excited for coach. I'm excited for the program to kind of see what they can what they can do. All right. Next next question. Uh, Lebanon started practices this year with uh, with 19 players, uh, 10 of whom were freshmen. Uh, one of those non-freshmen was uh, was Otto Born last year as a sophomore, kind of just you know exploded onto the scene. Twenty-seven goals, fifteen assists as a freshman midi. Uh, you know, much like we talked about Jack Peters with Nashua North. You know, can Born be the type of guy who lifts the Raiders into maybe one of those last playoff spots? 
if those other kids develop, right? It's the same thing as Jack Peters, right? Like, you know, I, I don't, he had such a good year last year that, that he's not going – anybody, any coach who does any scouting is going to know, look, this is the kid coming into that game until other kids step up that we have to shut down. He's going to draw the best pull on every team, whether he plays midfield or attack. You know, every team's going to send their best pull up to try and cover him. They're going to send early slides. They'll, they may even try and shut him off. So – all of those things are, are going to be key for those other kids to step up and develop. But even though they only got 19 this year, uh, you know, having 10 freshmen, while this year it may be a problem, that's a good sign for the future there. If they can do that and then stack another class on top of that, in a couple of years we might be talking about Lebanon as a, as a team to beat in Division Three, if all those kids stay together. Well, a team that's probably in the, the opposite or, or is in the opposite position of Lebanon would be Kearsarge, who has 17 players returning with varsity experience. Uh, you know, the, the Cougars came up, uh, got into that playoff, the into the playoffs last year in the playoff or play in game, um, but lost. I think they, I think want to say I believe it was to Guilford. They'd beaten yes. Guilford twice during the regular season and then turn around and, and, and drop that game to them, um, you know, with so many guys back. I mean, how much of a, a, a motivator, you know, I mean, they've got guys, you know, not just guys back, but a lot of seniors, too. And, look at, you know, looking at their, ro- their roster, Matt Burns, uh, John Frioli, Troy Madigan, Cole Neuer, Mason Russell, and, Th- and Theodore Woods, all back seniors all over the field as well. Um, and then a name that I know a lot of uh, longtime lacrosse fans will be familiar with, uh, not sure if he's going to be the starter or not, but uh, another Nuri coming through and, and Nevin Nuri, uh, sophomore goalie. See, I was on the opposite of it. I wasn't the little brother that got thrown in net. I had my little brother shoot on me in that. It sounds like the opposite <laughs> happened here where Tate Tate had his younger brothers. And look, I need someone to shoot on. Go get in the net. Go put on that go put on that goalie pad and get in there. He'd and, put and one in each shots. one each, each in two exactly. different goals and yeah, then just yeah, run yeah, back and shoot, forth. And, and, yeah, you go back and, and shoot at him. <laughs> but um, I mean, how much, you know, with with so many guys coming back and, and going through, you know, a heartbreaking kind of loss like that in the playoffs, I mean, how much does that drive a team? I, I would think it would drive you know without being there I would th- I would think that would it would definitely drive me and I know it would drive drive my guys um, you know but I, I think having 17 guys back and plus you know we, coach didn't really talk about his freshmen um, you know it sounds like it's going to be a fairly healthy roster hopefully it sounds like they might even have enough for a JV team um, that's pretty good momentum going into this going into the season here um, you know I. I don't necessarily call them a dark horse, but I, I think it's a team that um, you know could make a run at a, at a top eight seed if things if things fell right. Might sneak up on some people yeah. that aren't aren't uh, aren't aware, especially probably early in the year. Um, you know, another team that that I feel like is always competitive, um, no matter what the the scores may look like. Um, you would be Milford. Um, their record doesn't always maybe show that. Uh, you know, this year the Spartans seem to have a nice mix of players coming back. Some some older guys, some younger guys, different positions. Um, unfortunately, because of the new playoff rules, they technically they, they are the one team that peti- petitioned down into Division Two, so that makes them ineligible for the playoffs. How do you? How would you go into a year you know like that where you have what you think is a, a good mix of, of guys there that but you're you're really playing for next year. I, I think you play it. I think you play it. Look, we're going to win as many games as we possibly can, right? Let's let's play the spoiler. Let's go out there and give every team our best game, and uh, you know we'll win as many games as we can, and and make it that you know no one wants to play us throughout the season, right? 
what I like about what I've always liked about Milford though is, is Coach Erd as a teacher. He he truly he he's not only teaching the game of lacrosse, but he's teaching life lessons out there. He's teaching young men how to grow up, and he does a great job with these guys. They're always well coached. They play hard no matter what the score is, and um, you know he he always gets the best out of his kids there. And, and I expect no different this year too. And and he has another like, and he has another side. It just seems like every <laughs> year there's an Erda on the roster. I think this is somewhere. the last one. I'm pretty sure the, the last Chuck one? is the last one. Yeah, yeah. Senior midfielder Chuck Erda. Um, well, you look at their two captains. Um, very names that that a lot of people are going to be familiar with: Chuck Erda and, and Harris Jones, a junior on attack, who is also the son of assistant coach and and football coach Keith Jones. Uh, so, I mean, having two coaches' sons as your captains, I mean, that's like having two captains on the field. I, I got to imagine. Um, you know, so, and then, um, you know, James Brew, a sophomore goalie, um, probably, you know, I feel like he was a guy who, you know, got a lot of saves last year, but probably saw a ton of shots as well. Um, you know, his numbers maybe didn't reflect, you know, what, what he was able to do at times. Yeah. And I mean, looking, looking at all these kids, you know, you maybe you really are, you know, you really are focused on next year because most of the guys that coach listed on here are juniors and sophomores. So they're going to be back. They're going to be around for a potential run next year so you know if, if that that would definitely be the way i would approach it is hey let's play the spoilers this year let's go out there give everybody our best game make it that people don't want to play us and then and then be building for that that run next year when we when we can when we can make a run at the playoffs and get in and and you know take a run at the championship yeah. um and then uh our last uh last question here um familiar face i think to to both of us uh taking over as the new uh Interlakes Moultonboro head coach, uh, former BG standout and former official as well. I saw him actually at a couple of games last year. Uh, Tom Hurley takes over uh, for the Lakers, uh, a program that, um, you know, has I feel like has had a lot of turnover in that position. Maybe a lot of a, a program that's lost a lot of good kids to some of the prep schools that are in the, you know, in that area. Um, Having you, Coach Hurley there would be a big attraction for us, for some of those kids to stay home. It's uh it's difficult to lose him as an official. I know. Uh, I know Billy Ball probably is upset because it, it definitely is hard to find officials that far that far north that can do right. those games yeah. that are up there. Yep. And having a quality, uh, you know, former player in Tom was, was huge uh, to have as an official in doing those games. Um, but on the flip side of that, though, he does bring stability to the program. He'll bring a lot of institutional knowledge, uh, a, a lot of skill knowledge, and other things to the kids there. So. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about Interlakes Moultonboro as a team that would that was contending yeah. for a playoff spot. They yeah. were just under or like around 500. And there was, was one only year I think they got ago. in. Yeah, yeah. It was um, like 2018, 2019, yeah, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere fairly recent yeah. that you know they they were contending there. Um, so they they've had success in the past. Um, you know, it doesn't sound like the the entire defense is returning. Um, you know, they've got some, they've got some talented freshmen they're high on. Um, so I, I think they will be a team that will, uh, you know, as the year goes along, I, I think they can sneak up on some teams because like, you know, like we talked about, it's, it's hard to scout those teams up North and in areas that you just don't get to see them play a lot. They're not playing indoor. They're not playing in, in traditional travel leagues, but there's some really good athletes who, who spend a lot of time on the craft and, um, you know, with, with Coach Hurley scheming it up, they'll be they'll be a tough team to, to face. Yeah, of course, you know, two other teams in the division that uh, we didn't have as much information on in Guilford and and Stevens. Um, Guilford traditionally always yeah. a tough team. You know, um, you know, always big, physical, multi-sport athletes. A lot of soccer, a lot of football kids out there. 
good skiers. Um, you know, they again, it seems like every year they're kind of they find a way to to get themselves in the mix. Um, you know, it. I think again, it's a tough team to scout, um, not knowing really what's what they what they're bringing into the season. Um, so, it'll be a team. They'll they'll be a team to watch. And then Stevens, of course, we know last year, um, the first year for head coach Harrison Erda, who the the oldest son of of, of Rick Erda at Milford, uh, going into his second year with that program, um, you know, and I, I felt last year he was pretty optimistic about what they were trying to build, that they were, uh, or excuse me, actually I think it might have been his second year last year that he coached in twenty twenty one as well, you know, when they had been their numbers came up from the year before. Um, so trying to build some things up there and, and get that program headed in the, uh, in the right direction. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's great to see Stevens continue to, to have that program continue to build. Um, you know, we need lacrosse spreading throughout the state. And again, having, a, a coach up there that, that brings that wealth of knowledge that brings that enthusiasm and things like that is going to bring some stability there. I hope that coach Erta will stick with it long enough. It takes, it takes at least, you know, and, and I know most coaches don't want to hear this, but I would say it takes a minimum of five years to start to build a program. You need to have a group of kids cycle through. The people underneath need to see that um, see that the culture is being built, see that there's someone in place that cares about them and want them. So if Coach Hurt is listening, I, I hope he will stay with it because there is light at the end of the tunnel, but it takes a little bit of time to build that. It takes time to build any program, right? Um, look at Bishop Brady right now, laying the foundation, right? The same thing, same thing at Stevens. You got to lay the foundation first. You know, looking over the, the first couple of weeks or, or so, of course, Division Three usually takes that week of uh, April vacation off. So they come back and, and their schedules typically are, are pretty heavy in May, later in April. I feel like looking at a lot of these that the schedules were maybe sometime in some cases who had turf and who doesn't. <laughs> may not have been taken into consideration. Um, so I have a feeling we might see a lot of postponements early on, you know, if, if some of those fields up north aren't uh, aren't completely clear. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, not that the weather's been terrible, but I know that they got a little bit more snow these last few, those late storms than, than those of us in the south. So hopefully some of those games can get in, and, and hopefully we're, we've got a lot of D3 games to talk about. But uh, on the other hand, I'm not too sure. We'll see. As we've seen from the Alaska, you know, the, the weather forecast is changing quickly <laughs> and uh, typical swing, typical swings in New Hampshire here. Oh, wait, it didn't change already for next week. Did I was, you know, <laughs> I, I was joking with with one of your assistants that that was going to be the case, that, that we're going to come back on Sunday and it's going to be snow for for next Wednesday or something. Well, um, I think that um, just about wraps up our Division three preview. Uh, any other thoughts, um, you know, not just on the division, but just in general as we, uh, you know, games start for real on Monday? Let's put each other on the spot right now. Oh if you got to pick, oh if you got to pick a, if you got to pick a final four right now in division three, what are you thinking? Oh, I mean, it's hard, hard to count, ever count out Hopkinton just based on I, the recent I think history. you got to throw Hopkinton, Hopkinton's got to be in of, there. Out of respect and out of, uh, you know, for the coaching and for the youth program and just what they've done. Until they until they prove they're not until in the some, final yeah, four, until, until someone yeah. knocks them out, kind of like I think they're in what there. what we used to talk right. about with Manadnock, where they yep. would somehow even in years where it seemed like they were down, they would still make it to the final four. Um, I think after what we just talked about with Cole Brown, um, that's certainly a, a program that uh, not to not to put the bullseye on them, you know, before the season's even started, but you know, a, a program that just they look like they've got they're too strong numbers wise coming back. 
you know, talent coming back. I think that's another team that'll be there. Um, then I think you got a bunch of teams kind of in the mix, right? We talked about Bo. Are they are they old enough yet? Do they have enough experience? Are those, do those where you know the 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 McCabe brothers can they can they carry can they carry the load there and get them there? Uh, we talked about Campbell, right? And and does Campbell, you know, with the with the goaltending and the faceoff that they have, can they get there? Right, uh, a good Pelham team that's going to get better and better as the, as the season goes along there. Um, you know, I think all all of those 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 would be sort of in my mix right. for those yeah. those next spots. I, in there. I you know what I I will you know I'll throw Campbell in there. I'm, that's I'm what sure. I, mean. I think you got. No, three. I'm saying like oh, I'm, oh, I'm going in. with them. You're I'm saying lock Campbell. them into my into my final four. I'm okay. sure Coach Knight will be thrilled with that. Um, but you know because so it's Hopkinson, just Hopkinson. You got Campbell. You got Cobrown. Well, here let me let me explain why. Because um, because I know a lot of people are going to look at them and say, well, they lost too much from a year ago. I say they lost a lot, but they've also got a lot of guys coming back who mm-hmm. are are were disappointed by not just last year, but you go back the year before. This was this was the thing that 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 um you know again that that Coach Knight and I were talking about last night on Tuesday night. The last two years, they've lost four games. They lost two against Hollis Brookline that first week of the the COVID yep. COVID year, and both where those he played games twice. Were close. Both games were close. I think one went to overtime. And then their other two losses are a one-goal game to, against Trinity in the playoffs and a one-goal game against Laconia in the playoffs. They've lost, so they're they're kind of mad that they that they're essentially happened, yeah. five goals away from being undefeated and over the last. How few many years. how many times do you see that? And and I feel like it ha- it doesn't happen as often in high school sports. It probably happens more in maybe college and the pros where a team that's so close and really talented loses a lot of that talent. And then come the guys that come back the next year just have enough grit and determination that they they get it done. Not I'm not saying the lock Campbell in is their the favorite or anything, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the yeah, final four. I like, him, I like him as a final four team, especially you know given given the stability and the faceoff and goaltending there. Um, I, I really do. So I guess I got one more then, huh? What uh, that's three. So to me, if, if I'm going to take those three with you, and I'll ride, I'll ride that. I'll, okay. I'll go okay. in there. So then I think it comes down to, um, to me right now. With I, I liked I like talking about Bo and I like talking about Pelham, um, out of out of those other teams. There is there anybody else you want to any other team you want to throw in that mix as a? I feel a little bit, um, you know, Laconia is kind of in the same boat as Hopkinton. Yeah. I feel like you know it's hard yep. to, hard to count them out, um, but again they might just, you know, they might be a year away. Um, I think I, I think, think they might be a year away as well, but again, you know, fuel to the fire right now. If they're listening to it right now, right, maybe this fire, maybe that fires them up as well as the other teams. Well, listening you know right. what? How about this? How about we leave it with this? If you want my fourth Final Four team, you'll just have to read the uh, the oh, preview that I post on the website go. later this week. There you how go. How about that? How about that for a teaser? Yeah, right yeah. There. there you go. I think that that should be up on Saturday if all, all goes well. Love it. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. Um, he is. Uh, Chris Hetler, Dairyfield Boys Lacrosse AD and AD. Oh, I'm forgetting words here. I guess it is time to wrap up. Uh, Chris, thanks again so much for doing this. Absolutely, Joe. We'll blame it on the cold weather. Uh, excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm warm, uh, warmed up yet. Uh, I'm Joe Marcellino. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week, and everyone, good luck uh, starting out your games on Monday.